Swayze, Swayze in sheltered housing in Gotten, 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 Gotten. The light from the fake real fire illuminates the orange bulging muscle from the warden, wipes the traces of Malibu and coke off his chin. Swayze mumbles, take me back to my room, I need to change my gel max suit and absorb and pop because I'm Swayze, Swayze in sheltered housing. Gotten, 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 Gotten. Good evening, we are the Trusting Wizards Podcast. And on the seventh day he rested. He looked at the world he had created and was dissatisfied with his labours. He decided to embark on a great crusade to the land of Satan to reclaim the land plundered by his ancestors. I've conquered all the known worlds My name is Fear Across the globe, generations within my name, a soldier of God's eternal flame, cause I've never been hip, and I've never been rich, and I've never been missed, and I've never been hit by I've taken every drug I can From active beds to Phyllis Sand I drove a motorbike across Iran And spent some time in a caravan I used violence to impress my friends I'm building an empire that'll never end Cos I've never been loved And I've never been hugged and I've never been mugged And I've never been drugged by Marky Smith Cos I've never been loved And I've never been plugged And I've always unplugged And I've never taken drugs with After toiling long and hard in the country of his enemies, the prophet was arrested on a charge of assault and battery. He languished 40 days in the jail of his captors before he escaped, a man determined to recapture his kingdom. There's not many things that I've not done. I prayed to the moon and followed the sun. I sailed the seven seas in search of an eighth-bar. That was really great, that eighth-bar. <laughs> I forced the locks on the pearly gates Cos I've never been hit And I've never been licked And I've never been gripped And I've never been hit by monkeys And I've never laid bricks with my 
sojourn. None of his kinsmen remembered his name. Finally, he slew the plagiarist seated at his corpse and resumed his title of Bard of the Northern Kingdoms. I've never been it, and I've never been ripped, and I'm always getting pissed, but I've never been sick with Marky Smith. Never been
City. Welcome to the Trust the Wizards podcast. My name's Rebel Ricketts and I'm here to introduce part two of the Marquee Special to celebrate the great man's... The Marquee Special? (laughs) Coming down the line. (laughs) The Marquee Smith Ah. Special podcast to celebrate Marquee Smith's 60th birthday. But I'll tell you something, I'll tell you something. I've fallen in with a bad crowd. Firstly, a man who's totally wired on Fiery Jack... Daniels. He's had so many popcorn double features that he's taken a lot of wind. It's the unutterable Sharitho Garbanzo. <laughs> and another man who's ready to hit the north and force male slags to join the league of bald-headed men. Is he a wise old man or a Facebook troll? No, he's a Jew on a motorbike. It's Kick Revels. And with a last chance to turn around, and be the missing winner. He claims he's too cerebral caustic as he fingers his curious orange. It's Lucifer over Lancashire himself. It's Will. Good evening. We are the fall. Yes, yeah. we are. Yes. <laughs> well, it's my turn to tell you about how I discovered the fall. And uh, it perhaps won't come as a complete surprise to learn that uh, I first, uh, my first full record was actually a tape. Of course. Uh, and a tape that I stole. From a, from a, a public library, <laughs> yeah. Soft target, so. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I got quite a lot of tapes from that library, uh, but this was the the first full tape that I got, and it was um, uh, this nation's saving grace, uh, which I, I still would say is well. I don't want to give too much away, but my mm. favourite fall album. Uh, You've given and, too much away, and not not only because it was free. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I remember getting getting this home and and being astonished really I, I must have heard the the fall because this is, this is 1985 I think yeah you must yeah. have heard and I, I must have heard Peel play the fall but I, I perhaps hadn't really totally appreciated who they were or what they were about but this is the first album that I really listened to properly um, and uh, some of the, the the lyrics on there were, were quite bizarre mm. and uh, I, I remember also thinking that the song paintwork was was Probably not a song, um, and, and which made me like it even more. Um, and there's a there's a lot going on on, on this album, uh, a lot of bits where actually I've no idea what he's talking about, but I like the way he's saying it. And I think and that's that's tended to be the reason that I still love the fall. Um, I often don't know what he's talking about, 
Uh, and it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. It, it amazed me that some people did know what he was talking about. Yeah. But you look into this bit, oh, yeah, that's just a kick of conspiracy about football. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> right. No idea. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think as a starting point, if people say to me now, you know, I don't know who the fall are, where, where should I start? I would say start here. Start, start in the mid 80s, start in the late yeah. 80s, and, and work your way out. Um, um, so, yeah, this is, this is where it all started for me. And this is Gut of the Quantifier.
So that was No Christmas for John Key, the Peel Session version mm. of the track that uh, also appeared on debut album Live at the Witch Trials. And this was where, where I first got into the fall. Uh, this is a Peel Session from back in 1978, but I was far too young then to know who the fall were or be remotely interested. But back in the late 80s, um, I was a sixth former and having progressed from a Beatles obsession, I was then getting into all kinds of indie music. Um, John Peel was a character who I was becoming aware of and was reading things in, in publications like The Enemy and Melody Maker, The Fall were obviously being mentioned. And then in the summer of 1987, out came a 12-inch EP of the second Fall Peel session. Yeah. Um, and strange I, fruit one. Strange fruits, yes, were those old covers that had the names of all the bands who'd ever yeah, yeah. recorded Peel sessions on them. Uh, and I decided to plump for this. Um, I think probably, well, if if it's I'd ever heard the fall, yes, well. if I'd ever heard the fall before, I wasn't particularly familiar with them. But yes, a cheap twelve-inch. Let's try the fall, and oh my god. <laughs> um, four tracks of kind of primal, slightly odd punk. Um, and especially No Christmas for John Key got me. And then rapidly that was followed up by, I think, probably hearing their latest full Peel session that was being repeated that summer, which I think by then was their 11th one, which featured Guest Informant mm. and Athlete Cured, possibly the greatest ever full Peel session track and probably the greatest ever full Peel session. But, mm. you know, there's good competition. Mm. Um, I heard a Christmas song, remember? Don't, don't, don't yeah, okay, that. well, you know, they all have their, um, they all have their, uh, Athlete Cured is a Peel session, the, the, is, is, there's a definite difference in quality between yes. the Peel session version and the, is it Friends Experiment version? Yes. The, because the Peel session version of that one is way, way better than, the, than the, the normal version. Yes. It's just tinny and, yeah. and, you can, and the Peel session version has got some, it kicks ass. To be yeah. fair, I'm not. I'm not really suggesting that the Christmas songs is the best Peel session, <laughs> but but uh, I would I would say that the. Uh, I mean, if we talk about Peel session versions, they're better. I do think the um, the uh, C mm. Peel session version is better than the album version. But anyway, sorry to interrupt. That's quite all right. Um, so uh, we are the summer of '87. Um, and I'm, I then rapidly pick up some of their most, most recent albums, like you, um, Kicker. I you was a, them. I was no, no, <laughs> unlike you, I was a good boy and actually spent money. Um, <laughs> not much though, I go for the cheap options. I'd been to, uh, I'd been to the delights of Wickford. Uh, if any of you know Essex at all, you will n still not know Wickford. <laughs> uh, we went there, my best mate and I went there on the train because there was a good record shop. Oh. Went to the record shop, left as rapidly as we could and, and went somewhere more interesting. <laughs> That's where I bought the full Peel session, I believe, and probably where I bought the cassettes of things like Ben Sinister, This yeah. Nation Saving Grace, Wonderful and Frightening World, and also a compilation that came out around that time in Palace of Swords Reversed, which yeah. had uh, Totally Wired and Man Is Head Expanded and Kick a Conspiracy and Wings and all those great early songs. And then finally, early 1988, so I was, I, well, by the time the album came out, I'd just turned 18. I probably bought it on the day of release on cassette, The Friends Experiment, which actually... So he says. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do know that around that time I did 
certainly did buy some albums on day of release. Definitely I won't, I won't embarrass myself with uh, <laughs> revealing what all those albums were. But um, <laughs> so Friends Experiment came out on 29th of February. So um, I didn't remember that. And then I was I was into the fall clearly. And the first time I saw them live was later that year. Just before going off to Sheffield to go to university, they were performing the I Am Curious Arrange Ballet at Sadler's Wells. So there was bricks sitting on top of a giant hamburger playing her guitar. And there were lots of men in strange cod pieces cavorting around. Michael while Clark's buttocks, yeah. Buttocks, oh, I remember yes. that. On, was it on uh, the whistle, whistle test, test as yeah, well? Yeah, yes. I remember watching that late at night thinking, this is This is, this is yeah. weird, yes. <laughs> I, 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 think I might have to try and do that. <laughs> It's not easy though. You're taking, it? The, taking the back seat. Well, no, I, I, I ate a lot of lot of cotton, and I was thinking, oh. you know, eventually, eventually, yeah. there'd be an opportunity to, to, to do that dance with it coming out of my bum. Blocked up, blocked just up. blocked up. Is that it? So, <laughs> so from there, um, I went off to university. Two came back to London. Two consecutive nights of them at the Town and Country Club in December 1988. Curious Orange was out by then. Um, I was rem distinctly remember coming down the stairs in my parents' house, about to go off to the gig to meet my mate, thinking, right, I need an orange. <laughs> Didn't have an orange. Curiously enough. Took an apple. <laughs> <laughs> but still threw it on the stage to Bricks, yes. who gave me a quite curious look. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fortunately, I am now very slightly more mature, yeah. um, uh, but you know the fall are still as they always were. The next time I see them will, I think, be my twentieth time of seeing them. Um, but you know, they they always remain the fall. Correspondence corner. Yeah, we've had some more <laughs> correspondence uh, on the subject of the fall. Uh, again, similarly to the last one uh, on the first fall 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 podcast fall podcast. Um, with uh, basically a drunken conversation I've had with someone about the fall. Can I just stop you there? Are, yeah. are all your conversations about the fall drunk? I think they should be. No, uh, I, thought you <laughs> might, I thought you were going to say, are all my conversations about the fall? Yeah, no, or no, are all not. your conversations drunk? A, a lot of them are drunk. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them are drunk. And uh, yeah. um, we, my, my, uh, my friend, uh, Jimmy Dawson from North West London, uh, exiled Scouser in Wilsdon, uh, which sounds like a full B-side, but it isn't. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he's, uh, he was telling me all about the story about how the fall came to record uh, their brilliant, his words, not mine, cover of I'm Going to Spain. Oh, yeah. uh, so, uh, Jimmy writes, Mark, Mark found the original track by Steve Bent on a compilation album on KTL Records put together by the late, great Kenny Everett. The album was called The World's Worst Record Show. <laughs> <laughs> the shtick was that it was all the tracks that all the tracks on the album were supposed to be absolutely terrible and it came out on vomit coloured vinyl to really <laughs> emphasise the point. However, difficult as it is to go against the man who gave us snot rap and who was also the first DJ to play both Strawberry Fields and Bohemian Rhapsody, pop fact. I would have to question the inclusion of Trash Men's Surfing Bird mm -hmm. and oh, Jimmy Cross's I Want My Baby Back because these are two quality tunes. However, when you listen to Steve Bent's original, you can see what Kenny was getting at. It's very ropey. But apparently, Mark, the willful, willful contrarian that he is, loved the track and played it incessantly, much to everyone else in the band's annoyance. He got the fall to cover it, one of many inspired fall covers, and the band do a great job with some very thin material. And Mark's vocal performance is brilliant. He delivers 
the working class shop floor lyrics with absolute sincerity and it lifts the song to a level of poignancy that you would never realise is there if you listen to the original. Steve Bent, the writer of the song, has talked a bit about how the song has been rediscovered over the years and he is probably, understandably, a bit annoyed about Everett's piss-taking of the song. Bent was apparently a mildly successful TV actor with a part in Midlands TV soap Crossroads. He wrote the song for a never-made play about, surprisingly, a bloke going to Spain. The song was never meant for release on its own, and Bent has no idea how Kenny Everett got hold of a copy of the track. Anyway, he's probably made a few bob out of the royalties now, so he'll get over it. Stuart Lee loves the full version of this track as well. So let's hear a bit of Steve Bent's original, followed by the fourth cover of I'm Going to Spain. Thrown in my job I'm 24 years old I think it's time that I saw the world And I hate it, yes, I hate the cold And I'm going to Spain Cause Norman had a real fine time Last year I hear it doesn't rain that I can quickly learn the language The factory floor presented me With some tapes of Elton John Well that should keep me company And I hate them, yes I hate the goodbye eyes And I'm gonna spend Cause Norman had a real fine time last year I hear it doesn't rain Sandwiches And I hate them, yes, I hate the cheese and pickle And I'm going to Spain Cause Norman had a real fine time Last year I hear it doesn't rain I'm 34 years old 
1992. Uh, I remember it well. I came. I was. Uh, I came back to England. Uh, never. I, didn't, I hadn't gone to Spain. You went again, uh, though, didn't you? I didn't go again. Yes, mm. but I hadn't been to Spain. I, I'd been in Brazil, funnily enough, mm. uh, for a couple of years. I came back to England, and uh, 1992 was quite a big year for me uh, because in 1992 Leeds won the the championship, uh, England champions. Mm. <coughs> more recently in Liverpool, I don't know if that's what happens, but uh, I, like, I like to drop that in. Certainly more recently than Bolton or QPR. Or QPR, yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, <laughs> also I, don't, I, don't, I don't like to get too uh, too uh, sentimental about no, it. No, no. Uh, but it, 1992 is the year, year that I met my wife, and she wasn't my wife oh. then. What was she? <laughs> she was just some woman. <laughs> <laughs> But, Very romantic, yes. Yeah. Stalker. So, no, well, no. Uh, so I, I met her, and uh, one thing led to another, and we we, we decided we had to leave the country again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, we left the country in, quite, in a bit of a hurry, and uh, yeah. on, a, on a road trip to Germany. And uh, on this, Did the people from the library finally catch <laughs> <laughs> Well, funny enough, it, we're not. We weren't running away from the library, but we we did have uh, a series of cassettes with us. 
Yeah. And one of the cassettes with with us was the uh, the album Code Selfish, um, and uh, also also had a it's not the full the full but uh, I also had uh, Rain Dogs by Tom Waits Ooh, nice. on cassette. So they, uh, I basically had two or three cassettes. I may have had a, a guided by voices LP. It's difficult to remember. Um, but uh, what I do remember is that we were we were driving from from England. We we're going to Dresden, and uh, there's a song about that. The fallback camera. Which one? What's it called? The Dresden. Is that? Is that Dresden? Something Dresden. Dresden something. Uh, no, Dresden Dolls. Yeah, that's a band, isn't it? Something about Dresden. No, Dresden Dolls is a song. Oh, is it on the bootleg only? Ah, uh, well. I don't, I don't, okay. Anyway. Very early. I digress. Uh, so we're, we're in a car driving from England to, to Dresden and limited number of cassettes. At some point, mm. I'm going to have to put the fall on. Now, bear in mind, mm. I'm courting at this point. Yeah. Mm. Uh, this is a make or break moment. Yeah, difficult it's moment. a make or break moment. And uh, so I put the fall on. And it was allowed to be played. Wow. Yeah. Not what only, a gal. Not only once, Whoa. but twice. Yeah, yeah, but not three times. No, no, don't be so ridiculous. So I felt that I was onto a good thing here, and uh, so yes, twenty-four years later, uh, Mrs. O'Elves, hey, it's the fall. Yeah, yeah. Um, she allows the music to be in the house, <laughs> but, but she does. She hasn't burnt it all down. Is she allowed to be played in her presence? She 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 will be quickly out of the room. Okay, yes, that sounds familiar. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, I, when I listen to, to the album Code Selfish, I, I I do think think back to that 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 drive and and what what could have been very different. <laughs> um, and this is probably the I think it's this, this track that opens the album and and one of my favourites on This is Free Range. <laughs>
Uh, we've already mentioned uh, having a lot of the Fall stuff on cassette. Uh, one of my uh, favourite Fall compilations was a thing called 458489, uh, which I had a double tape of that. Um, the first tape was all the A-sides from the Beggar's Banquet years, uh, which, as we've mentioned already, arguably a lot of the best Fall stuff is in that period, 84 to 89. Uh, and the second tape was all the B-sides of, of those singles. Uh, this one we're going to play is uh, an amusing song uh, where they seem to be slagging off somebody called Pat, possibly Pat McGinty, mm -hmm. whether that's the same person in the Irish folk song Paddy mm -hmm. who owns the goat, Paddy McGinty's goat, is not made clear. He's uh, their, uh, apparently, uh, American, the American tour manager. Right. Who um, they got some drugs off. Yeah, but... So he is... Kind of a trip dispenser. Yeah, but they, 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 but they, they, they were obviously not impressed with the quality no, of the drugs. No, they were not. And McGinty thought he could fall the fall with his imitation speed, but he had not accounted for the psychic nose. He did not know there are no big shots on the rock, and even if they were, McGinty would not be among them. A lesson there for Pat, trip dispenser.
Fall, fall quiz. quiz! Part uh, three. So back to the fall quiz, oh, yeah. part three. Yeah. And to remind those of you who may have forgotten, <laughs> the scores <laughs> the, the scores currently stand at Rebel Ricket with one point. Yeah. Tying in the lead, Kicker of Elves and Chorizo Garbanzo both on two points. Yes. So round three. These questions are all, what do the following have in common? Oh. Question one goes to Kicker of Elves. Badly drawn boy. Shit. John Peel. Oh. And the lead singer of Jesus Jones. Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> Obviously, it is slightly fall related, mm. not just they are men. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be true. Right, so hang on, let me, let me just think about this one moment. So we've got Badly Drawn Boy, he's, he's from Bolton. He's from Bolton. Yeah. Yes, Damon Goff, is that his name? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's, def he's definitely covered Springsteen, but I'd be surprised if he's covered The Fall. John Peel liked John The Fall. And hated Springsteen. Yes, this is... And hated Springsteen, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and the lead singer of Jesus, is that Jesus? Himself. Um, his actual name is Mike, Mike Edwards. Mike Edwards. Mike Edwards. He wore a backwards, backwards I think he probably cap. did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I don't th imagine John Peel ever did that. No. Yeah. Uh, something to do with The Fall. Okay, well, The Fall are from Presswich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, none of those three are. No. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. No. Sorry, you don't know. Oh, sad. Is there a possibility to steal here? Well, I suppose we could give half points. played left back for Scunthorpe? <laughs> okay, you, you, I, I'll handle um, I'm going to clue. Well, you can hear all three of them performing on full songs. Oh. Badly Drawn Boy co-wrote and played on a B-side from 1997 called Calendar. John Peel can be heard discussing a Manchester City game right. with yeah. guitarist Craig Scanlon yeah. on the wonderfully titled Symbol of Mordgan from Middle Class Revolt. And Jesus Jones as Mike Edwards actually plays guitar for some unknown reason on Popcorn Double Feature. He's probably yeah. the last musician not to be in the fall. Yes. So <laughs> Damn it. Good knowledge. Yeah. Good knowledge. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this well. is as difficult as this. Well, you never know. It's the luck of the draw here. Question yeah. two to Rebel Rickard. Yeah. What do the following have in common? The Saints, mm. Dave D. Dozy Beaky Mickentich, yeah. mm. and Sister Sledge. Nah. Perfect day. I don't know why I said that. That's the same. Well, um, the, the form covered Perfect Day. They did. Oh, this Perfect Day, yes. Lost in Music. Oh. So, Dozy Dick Beat me. Uh, I can hear the grass grow. No. Yeah. That's it? the move. That's the move. But, uh, <laughs> but the answer... But the answer is the, the form covered yes. songs. Covered well, them all. Whiplash Away. Whiplash Away. Legend the Legend of Xanadu. Xanadu. The Legend of Xanadu. Yeah. Yes. It's got so whip crack noises on it. The four yes, covered songs by all of those three bands. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Very good. Point. Uh, uh, yeah. Hey, yeah, it brings you level. It does. Know. Everyone's on two, but here's the chance for Chorizo to take the lead. Okay, what do the following... Good luck with this one. What do these three... People have in common <laughs> members of the fall, ex right. current, whatever. Uh, Steve Hanley, who played bass for many, many years in mm -hmm. the fall, current guitarist Pete Greenway, and current drummer Kieran Melling. Apart from having played in the fall, they have something slightly unusual in common. Uh, sorry, so, so a, a, a guitarist, a drummer, and a what? And a bassist. I don't think that's going to help you. Um, <laughs> is it 
all play stringed instruments. They all play left-handed. Drummer. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do they all play left-handed? Uh, to be fair, I have absolutely no idea, okay. but I didn't, don't think so. Right. It's uh, a very good guess. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Anyone like to have a guess? Are they all Capricorn? Again, it's possible. Sagittarius. <laughs> <laughs> but again, unlikely. Do they all have three nipples? I've not checked personally, <laughs> and uh, I haven't yet. If you did, checked. <laughs> uh, the answer is uh, surprisingly, they've all been granted paternity leave from the group. Ah. <laughs> when I read that one member of the group had been granted paternity <laughs> leave, I was quite surprised. <laughs> when I found there'd been three, I was gobsmacked. Yeah. So uh, everyone's level on so two points. We've got round four end. coming up, and it's all to play all for. Play for. Can we I may need say, a tiebreaker. Can at I the end. just say that the fact that we're all level now, I'm not satisfied with that. Yeah. Got no place to go. I'm tired of walking up and down the street all by myself. No love left for me to give. I try and try, but no one wants me the way I am. saying earlier or I should say a few weeks ago <laughs> in that wonderful fall 
Trust the Wizards podcast one. It was great, that one. Smashing, wasn't it? Mm. I can't imagine they'll follow that. Do you know that. what I really liked about that? No, I don't know what you really like about that. I liked the fact that I was winning in the quiz in that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which you're drawing now. We're moving to like the 90th minute. And I, think, I think you two, were two, two, two. level. All right, well, pipe down. Still level. Pipe down, pipe down. Anyway, so in, in part one, we learned how I, I discovered the fall. Mm. Uh, and from that discovery, as I was explaining to you, they were my favourite band in 1978 mm. uh, and I religiously went I, I bought the, the next single Bingo, Bingo Masters Breakout bit different but I, I still liked it uh, then I bought It's the New Thing and I don't know if you're familiar with It's the New Brilliant Thing Brilliant cover it's, Is it a cover oh, version? No the cover art The cover's I mean. terrible <laughs> <laughs> The cover well, you know Can you the describe it to us? I can describe it to you yeah. I studied it for many hours because I, I was looking for as I said the new Billy Idol mm. uh, and you got <laughs> and you got four frankly scruffs in, in a back street, and the, and the cover theme was that they were all going like that, but holding... Yeah, that is explain that. This oh, is sorry, yeah, good point, yeah, yeah. They were all had one hand on hip and one hand in the air, and they were holding up the letters for the song, which I thought was a terrible idea. <laughs> they didn't look punk rock at all. They all had sort of, like, greasy bank I think they meant to be taking the mickey out of Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, well, yeah, I didn't get that joke. No, well, maybe you didn't. <laughs> well, I, was, I was 13. Yeah. I, I, I could say Billy Idol, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, and the record was, the, the A-side wasn't that bad, although the crash, smash, crash, ring uh, chorus, I did wonder about a bit. But the B-side, you know, I mean, and you got to understand here, I want a stereotypical fuzzy guitar, three-minute punk rock song like the Jags would do. <laughs> you know, and, 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 I'm, and I'm getting this from my favourite band, you know. It, it was more challenging than I really, really wanted to go with. Uh, and the B-side we called Various Times, uh, and that lasted for five minutes. You know, and, and it was about a, it seemed to be about a German... Uh, Belsen. Belsen guard. Um, and, uh, as I say, no one was turning Japanese in that song. <laughs> so, um, but I, I stuck with it. You know, you do with your favourite bands. You think, well, no, there's something in that, and you do listen to it a lot more. You're thinking, well, it's it's not exactly what I wanted, but you know, I kind of don't mind it. Yeah. Anyway, but then Live at the Witch Trials came out, uh, and I, I was on holiday from school. I think it was Easter, March. It came out, uh, and I got it straight away. And as I said, I got it the day it came out, which is very important. You know, so you go you go to school. I got it the day it came out. Oh, yeah, you're you're something else you are anyway got a date came out listened to it for two weeks before i went back to school uh, and again off were you i was off for easter yeah yeah mm. so it, it again it, it's a challenging record uh it's not the undertones mm. um um but by that stage i was sort of getting used to this sort of very off kilter strange you know out of tune out of time insane <laughs> lyrics uh, and all that yeah. uh, and embracing it uh, and i thought you know what these are good. Huh? These these are these are still my favourite band. Oh. Uh, and even though, as I learned later, it was recorded in one day, because they, they bought the studio for seven days. Marky e. Smith was ill for three of them. They recorded the whole thing in one day, and then they had nothing to do but go around <laughs> London for three days. Anyway, so it, it was a it was a studied piece of work, right? Oh. So you thought, well, no, I'm I'm, I'm going to champion this group. So you you go in with all your Stranglers fans and your Sex Pistols fans and Clash fans at school and say. I've got the new Fall album, and they are right. Yeah, I've, I've I've read a few things about that that said you know, it's it's not V two. If was that a band V two? Anyway, uh, vibrators out. The vibrators. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, and uh, so, so I said no, it's great. Listen to it. So I said yeah, so I'll borrow it, uh, and quite a few of my friends borrowed that album. 
And they all came back to school, uh, and I'm saying, isn't it great? They said, no, it's fucking shit. <laughs> There's not a fuzzy guitar on it. You know, it, it, like, the drums are all good. What's that? <laughs> Keyboard. That's, that's not Jean-Jacques Brunel or even Dave Greenfield. Um, I was utterly humiliated. Oh you know, you're, and you're the champion of the band that no one likes and you're oh sort of an outcast. And then you decide you don't like them either. No, no, no. I, 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 well, I, I decided I wasn't going to waste any more Paperboy money on them. <laughs> but, but I stand by the record, uh, which is a shame really because the, the ones that came out straight after that, your Dragnet and your Grotesque and all them, were absolutely brilliant. So I kind of missed that. Mm. Uh, and I thought, well, but it's not fair, really, because I do really like The Fall, and I do think they sound fantastic, and I do think people should listen to them. And it wasn't until, it wasn't until about four years ago, when, I don't know if you're familiar with this thing that happens, uh, this guy, Kicker of Elves guy, he issues a, a monthly mix. Oh. Uh, and, and I get hold of these monthly mixes from a network. Quarterly mixes now. Yeah, no, they're apparently it's austerity, isn't it? <laughs> um, a network of millions of music fans passed these around. And one just fell into my hands. Uh, and there was this song on it. It was like a disco song, like an electronic song. And I thought, this sounds the business. Everyone in the, in the planet will like this song. And then I thought, who's that voice? Who could it be? That so do you know who that sounds like? That sounds like Marky Smith. Of them, they're the fall. They've recorded the catchiest disco song known to man. And here it is. Rhino Head by Von Sudenfed.
desperate for entertainment So I turn the TV on There's people jumping up and down Then they have the panel on And they talk a lot of wind They talk a lot of wind And they talk a lot of wind And they talk a lot of wind And they talk a lot of wind They talk a lot of wind A Lot of Wind uh, from the 1991 album Shiftwork by, yes, The Fall. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, boys, could you please uh, do, could you all just whistle for me, please? Could you all just do a bit of whistling? <laughs> yeah, okay. That, great, thank you. Now, you'll notice on that song we just played, he was whistling, wasn't yeah, he? Did, yeah. Uh, he was doing that kind of old kind of whistling that none of you just did just then, mm. where you whistle by sucking the air in through your teeth. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, 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 was, I think that is the sign of someone who's truly working class who whistles like that. <laughs> and never mind all the other things. If, you, if, you, if that's how you whistle, that means you are truly working class. <laughs> anyway, that's from 1991. Uh, I'd, I'd like to talk a little... There's some very interesting lyrics in there about Carl uh, Lewis, and I think he was ahead of the curve there because he's slagging off daytime TV in 1991 at a time when daytime TV, compared to what it's like now, was probably a pinnacle of cultural... You know, an artistic masterwork compared yeah. to the kind of shit that's on now. But, uh, you know, Good Morning is still on. Um, and it's still the same. They, they still talk a lot of wind. There's uh, a reference to uh, the weatherman there who used to teach all our friends. And is now in jail, I believe. Yes. Uh, that would be the guy who used to jump around on the map. For teaching some yeah. things he should Yeah, he taught Ian yes. Brown from, from the Stone Roses and various other people. Uh, I'm not sure what yeah, it's a science biology a bit too much biology allegedly uh, not allegedly oh, no, he's actually, no, no he's not allegedly no he's, he's actually yeah I'm, I'm quite prepared he's been found guilty in a court of law um, no it was around about this time I, I, I just uh, I just googled it because in I was pretty sure that in 1990 I saw the, the fall at the Reading Festival uh, on the last night of the Reading Festival uh, just before the Pixies and uh, the was that the extricate tour? Yeah, probably. 1990? Yeah, 1990. Yeah, probably. I saw them on that tour. Yeah, uh, I saw and I, I thought I saw them again at the Reading Festival in 1992, but I just googled it, and they definitely didn't play the Reading Festival in 1992. Mm. So I didn't see them there, um, but I did see them, and I got me ticket here uh, for um, the Brixton Academy on Sunday, 29th of March, 1992. So I think that was around about the time the Code Selfish just came out. And I'd say that that was probably the best of the of the various four gigs I've ever seen, and amongst amongst the best gigs I've ever seen in my life. How good were they at, uh, at the festival? Reading Festival, they were fantastic. Yeah, they were fantastic, um, but slightly overshadowed by the Pixies who who came on. I mean, that was a you know Reading Festival nineteen ninety was brilliant. The Cramps and Faith No More headlined on the and Nick Cave on the Friday night. Uh, you had uh, Wedding Present, Inspiral Carpets, Billy Bragg, um, Buzzcocks, who'd recently reformed at the time, on the Saturday night, and the Sunday you had um, The Fall followed by Pixies, and in fact Jesus Jones oh. were played at, oh. that, at that thing as well. Yeah, I don't remember even seeing, yeah. um, I don't, I'm not sure I even saw Jesus Jones, but uh, um, but anyway, so this gig in 1992 was fantastic, and I saw them again a few other times at Town and Country Club and, and various other times when they came to London. And then I've got my ticket here for Tuesday the 28th of April 1998 when I went to see them at Dingwalls in Camden. This was the last time I went to see The Fall. It's probably eternally will be the last time I went to see The Fall because as, well, I want to say this one, the, the 1992 one was amongst the best gigs I've ever seen. This was amongst the worst, possibly the worst gig I've ever seen <laughs> by a band that I actually like. I'm not, you know, I've been to other gigs where I've, been, I've taken other people along to see bands that I know I don't like, you know, so that's a bit different. But uh, they'd, they'd had a massive punch up in New York and he'd been arrested oh, like a week or two previously. 98. Uh, and, he, and all the band had left. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is detailed in, in the excellent uh, book, uh, the Steve Hanley book, which yeah, I know we've all read. What's that called? It's um, the Big Midweek. Big Midweek. Highly recommended, and we've reviewed it on the on the podcast before. Um, but, uh, yeah, they played... I remember I went to this gig with my friend Jimmy Dawson of earlier correspondence uh, fame and infamy. Uh, and uh, after the gig, I remember we were walking back 
and we were saying, I was saying to him, uh, it was a shame they didn't play, you know, any of their old songs. It was a shame they didn't. And I mentioned a few that they could have played, mm. and he said that they did play that. Yeah, they did play that. Uh, uh, two or three of the ones I said they they actually did play. Mm. I didn't believe him, but a few days later we read a review and it did mentioned some of these mm. songs that they'd they'd played. But there was no band there. There was basically um, a lady on keyboards. And there was Marky Smith, who was on and off the stage. So quite a bit of the time, it was just this lady playing keyboards. And, uh, and the songs were unrecognisable. Uh, and yeah, I've never been to see The Fall since. I, I had a ticket for the gig that was made. The, they played the very last ever gig at the Hammersmith Palais. Uh, and I had a ticket for that. Uh, but then I went to a pub in Battersea with some friends of mine in the afternoon. It was a Sunday afternoon. And I was rather enjoying the beer and the company in the pub, and I couldn't be bothered mm. making the quite short journey from Battersea to Hammersmith to go and see them. Yeah. So that that remains the last time I've seen them live. So maybe before the end of the podcast, if any of you can convince me, I should spend well, my money going to see them live. The current incarnation. Well, we, yeah. funny enough, we, Rebel and I, we, we similarly guilty. Well, we we gave up the opportunity to see the full we, we went to see somebody else instead this is when we went to the uh, the thing in Pontins in Brill, yes, the and uh, the full the full yes. were high, headlining well second in the head maybe just before Charlotte Church amazingly <laughs> <laughs> um, <What>? seriously <laughs> And apparently yeah. she stole the show. Yeah, <laughs> they were, she wasn't we, singing. She was doing some kind of political debate type. No, thing, no, no. She, she, she was. She was. Oh, she, she was performing. Yeah. 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 I think she was DJing actually. Right. But anyway, uh, the full. Were, I, I saw the beginning of the full. And I, yeah. I, yeah. No, you know I did. I was. You were there. Uh, and yes, you did, didn't you? I did. Yeah. And uh, I. It was a. Yeah. Marky Smith did come on the stage. That was quite good. And and the guitar sound was unbelievably good. And they were, they were, they were, the band was fantastic. I couldn't tell what they were playing though, and I—I I mean, you know, I've got quite a few full records. I'd have thought well, I'd have recognised something, I, I, and I, and I recognised absolutely nothing, and and so I thought, well, what's the point? Actually, you—you you remind me of—I uh, saw them at Phoenix Festival, which was around about '96. Mm. It was when the Sex Pistols reformed, so it was '96 because it was because Stuart Pearce introduced them at the, at the, they played a gig in Finsbury Park or something and it was just after Euro 96 and Stuart Pearce came on stage and introduced them. I wasn't at that gig but I was at Phoenix Festival and the four were on that day and they didn't play for very long and I don't think they played any songs I knew at all mm. and that was that was 96. So, I mean, I, I, like, I um, like the idea of the fact that I mean, he, he, Mark E. Smith is, is notorious for not playing his back catalogue. That's, fi- that's fair that, enough. And moving that's, forward rather than looking that's back. That's fair enough. That but, is but fine. The, yeah. the, 90s, the early 90s from 1990, when I saw them Reading Festival, up until the mid-90s, the band were fucking fantastic. Mm. So it didn't matter what they played, because yeah. they would just get into the groove well, the, and they'd the just band, get locked the into band it. The that was, that was yeah. with us, this was last, was it last year, two years ago? Uh, last year. Last year. I mean, the band's great, but but I just didn't didn't get it. I, I, I didn't like it. Was his wife still playing? There was, a fem- there was certainly a female well, on the stage. Yeah, okay. She's, she's uh, sadly no longer playing with them. I saw them earlier this year. Right. And yeah, I didn't recognise most of the songs right. until I you had to give it some serious thought. <laughs> <laughs> is she still his wife? She is still his wife, I believe. But, but no but longer in the band. No longer in the band. Yeah, yeah. she must be hanging around Awkward. somewhere. Yeah. Kids stay today yeah. these days. Well, I mean, the, we actually, to be fair, we saw, we did see them together, you and Liverpool. I, in Liverpool, and they were pretty good. It was great. Well, and, and, and that, that's what in the last five years. I, I'm thinking 2009. Whereabouts? Well, in the O2. Not, yeah, the O2. Yeah. The little one. Must little be, yes, I was. I think that was. I think that was the full gig I took my wife to. Oh. Oh. 
Yeah. And and uh, yeah, she. That's the last one. Yes, yeah, definitely the last one. <laughs> one of many people I've taken to a full gig <laughs> yeah. who have not wanted to come that, back. That was a good. I thought they were pretty good. They played yes. Sparta FC and White Lightning. They did. Yeah. Brilliant. And then yeah. he did all that where, where he disappears from the stage. And as as I didn't realise that he actually tried to justify this, like getting hold of microphones, throwing them into speakers, turning all the amps down, then turning them up while the musicians run over and try and turn them all back <laughs> yeah. up. But, but Helena, is it Helena? Or Elena? Elena. Elena. Yeah. She was on, on, on saw on TV, and she said, "Yes, well, isn't it fantastic? Because you know the lead singer and musical genius is doing a live mix of the show. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's doing, <laughs> up and down. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but so I mean, that's in living memory. They were very, very good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, 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 so yeah. <laughs> Do you maybe, maybe more, more of a no, maybe, where, So you, you said the next good. time, next time you see him will be the twentieth or yes. so. Yeah. Time. Well, maybe, maybe I'll give him one more chance. It has been. Well, next year will be twenty years since oh. since the last time I saw them and wrote them off and said, right, that's it, I'm done. Oh, with them. Been I've hardly bought any of their records since then as well. You're probably mm. saved in that. <laughs> <laughs> every every full record has some good songs on it. Yeah, songs, you know. Yeah, um, but you know. We will find out. Of we will, of yeah. course, be finding out in a few songs' time what uh, Fall album yeah. has been voted mm. uh, the greatest album, Fall album of all time mm. in the world ever mm. by the four gentlemen seated here in this room. Mm. Fall, Fall quiz and part four. So time for the fourth and final part of our exciting full quiz Ooh, with all, all, all three wizards level on two points each. So we, as usual, start with Kicker of Elves with this. This is a numbers round. So I will I will give you a full point if you get the answer exactly right. I may be uh, persuaded to give part of a point if you're particularly close. We'll see whether that needs to come into play. So question one for you is how many peel sessions ha did the f have the fall re ever recorded? Obviously they're not going to record anymore now. Twenty four. Very good answer. Is it the right answer though? It is the right <laughs> answer. Oh yeah. Oh dear. Okay. Pressure's on. Yeah, it is on. Yeah. Pressure's on, Rebel. How many top 40 hits have the fall had in the UK? Five. Close, oh. but a little bit high. The answer is actually only three. three. What were they? There's a ghost in my house. Yeah. Victoria. 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 And free range. Hold on. Yeah. What about the one with uh, not the wedding? Not party? counting. I want oh, you by no, Inspiral Carpets yeah. featuring Marky Smith. No, no, no point. That's not the point. I'm in the lane. So you win. I just pointed out, uh, unless I get this right. You unless win. you get this right. Yeah. I guess it's Marky Smith's birthday, not for the Fall's birthday. Yeah. 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 But the question said the Fall. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm not overly hopeful. You get this <laughs> spot on. Yeah. So we yeah. may let you go into a tie break with a close answer. Oh. We'll yeah. see. How and this perhaps has got some debate to it. This question, anyway, or the answer: How many non-bootleg live albums have the band ever released? Thirteen. Was that thirteen, 13 or thirty? Thirteen. Thirteen. To yeah. be fair, that's not very close. Ah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Apparently, Was there's thirty one... closer. Closer. Oh, no, thirty then. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, my 13 was my On answer. Record Store Day, there apparently is going to be what I believe is number 41. Wow. 
Blimey. Yeah. Um, it was more, more live albums yes, in the studio albums. Yes, and yeah. it's being promoted with a quote, in typical Marky e. Smith style, the last three songs were sung from the dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we the scores on the doors are two Chorizo Gabanzo, two Rebel Ricket, but three points. And the winner is Kicker of Elves. That's a popular win. Now, can I Congratulations. Just, thank you very much. And I, and I, I, I very, that. very unusual for me to win. It is. Very unusual for me to win. Uh, but I'd like to, to flip here and I'm going to ask you three a question. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Because I found a very interesting website today. Uh, and you can go on this site and look on the BBC and it, tell, it tells you how often various bands have played on, on the radio or have been ever played mm -hmm. on, on BBC Radio. Mm -hmm. um, and it also tells you which song of each band is played the most. So I would like to ask you in turn to suggest which full song has been played the most on the BBC up to today, which is the 29th of March. On all BBC stations? <clears throat> Yeah. All BBC stations, though, any, any, any BBC radio programme. Right. Yeah. Eat yourself fitter. Because <laughs> I reckon that would have been a jingle on something. They might have used it as a bed yeah. on like some news item about yeah. healthy eating. Yeah, okay. definitely. Yeah. That's your, yeah. Okay, I'll, yeah. I won't say yes or no. It's a long shot. Yeah. It might just work. Mm -hmm. I'm My still thinking. guess is touch sensitive. Mm -hmm. oh, I was thinking of that as well. Uh, right, I can't have that one. Let's go with, just because I heard it on Six Music quite recently, Cruiser's Creek. Well, you're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair though, uh, Touch Sensitive was the third, number three, oh, third most yeah. played full song. And I was really surprised about this, but the most, according to the site that I looked at today, the most played full song on BBC Radio is... Lie Dream of Casino. What? <laughs> what? I reckon it's ever been twice. played. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everything else has ever been played. Probably, yeah. probably on Mark Riley's show because yeah. he Riley played on it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So, what was number two then? I can't remember. Oh. Yeah. You have to look on the site. I can't remember. I'll do what. Well, while we listen to a record, let's listen to a record and then uh, I'll come back and tell you.
Leave the kettle on, leave the kettle on. That was Fat White Family with their song I Am Marky Smith, which sounds like they've been listening to a lot of uh, night clubbing by Iggy Pop to me. And no bad thing. Indeed. What was the name of the website? I don't know, but if you go to uh, bbc.co.uk slash music and then put in the name of a band, it'll, it'll tell you. Interestingly ah. enough, though, I've, I've just gone on and uh, I can tell you that uh, Mark Riley has just played Mess of Mine. Ah, from the, from the second Peel session? It doesn't or, say no, it doesn't say, but okay, could have yeah, been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yes, and... Uh, doesn't tell me the order. In fact, it's all changed. So oh. actually, that may well not have been a fact that I gave you before. Okay. <laughs> it, may, it may have just been a snapshot of something. But uh, I'm more fake news. Totally wired. I think is, is number two. For my uh, fee, I mean, uh, friend Grant in his bid to clean up the market, interested in what emperors and latter day art heroes like myself have to say. Hang on, I'll just get my line. I mean, uh, lines. And now it's time for the opening track of 1983's Perverted by Language, which, if you've not seen it, has a great video. Yes, The Fall did occasionally make videos. In fact, there's a long-form video, video album, really, of this album. Um, this song is so great, its intro has been my ringtone for many years. Um, and it opens with some great lines, and to be fair, the great lines continue through the song. I shan't quote them, just listen and enjoy. Big one on the 
screen So the Holy Ghost, I swear, on the screen Where's the cursor? Where's the eraser? Where's the cursor? Where's the eraser? What's a computer? Eat yourself better! What's a computer? Eat yourself better!
that song. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, more than most. I love that song. It's one of my favourites as well. I love it. But more than most full songs, what is he on about? G O H. What's all that? G O H O H O. He's in computer keys, isn't he? But what? But he's, he's, uh, he's go ho ho ninety. Yeah, that's he, what he said. He can't type, can he? No. <laughs> <laughs> and what's all that stuff about a panic in Sudan? And I'm I'm a mid mid. mid what is he saying? I'm a mid dem mid dem. I don't know. Don't want to be a mid dem. Don't want to be a victim. Victim. I think. Yeah. Don't want to yeah, be a victim. Be a victim. Yeah. Is that yeah. what he's saying? I think right. so, yeah. Okay. I love the bit. He was a manager. He was the manager. Yeah. Why yeah. not? Well, he yeah. threw him out, didn't he, for being too smartly dressed? Yeah. Ah. Yeah, but yeah, there's a bit the the panic in panic in Sudan, panic in Wardour, panic, panic in Granada. Granada band. Yes, there's a free. Pl- I mean, I, mean I, I thought that um, panic in the streets of London, Dublin, <laughs> uh, Dublin Birmingham, Birmingham, those and and, and Grasmere. Grasmere. I thought that was a bit of a, a leap from the other places, but yeah. you know, well, Sudan. Some, some fool fans suggest Granada Land might be a reference to Grenada. Which no, had recently the, been, Manchester but TV, I think it's it? the Manchester yeah. TV thing. Right. That seems a stretch, Grenada. Right. Well, but Wardour, is that a place or is it just Wardour well, Street? Well, maybe Wardour Street. That's, yeah, yeah. More, more media. Panic, maybe the panic in Wardour Street caused by the A-bomb, A-bomb yes. in Wardour Street. Yeah. yeah, there you go. It all becomes clear. Anyway, so I think it's time for the countdown. So we all voted, the four of us all voted for our top five full LPs, and I've compiled them into a top 10 uh, and uh, you know if, if you if you've got if, for example I'm sure I don't need to explain this but I, I will okay. anyway if you voted the album you voted number one got five points the next one got four points etc etc okay so just outside the top 10 with only one with only one point uh, one person voted it in fifth place uh, and it is code selfish uh, so Cue the music and the top ten. Okay, at number ten, we have The Marshall Suite, which, uh, 1999, which is the most recent album on the list. Kind of backing up what I said before about uh, the dip in quality yeah. after, after, after that kind of period. At number nine, we have Grotesque, After the Gram. At number eight, I Am Curious Orange. And a number seven, equal on points with number six, but uh, it's number six gets a bit higher because one person voted it a bit higher than the others. So number seven is Extricate from 1990, and number six, Shift Work from 1991. So there's a lot of stuff from the middle period kind of stuff. Top, of him here. top five, into the top five. Number five, Perverted by Language. Number four, Ben Sinister. Number three, the debut album, Live at the Witch Trials. And number two, with nine points, ahead of uh, number three, six points, is Hex Induction Hour, which means a clear winner at number one with 14 points. Two different people in this room right now voted it as their favourite album. And one person voted it as their second favourite album, which means that the official best fall album of all time at number one is This Nation's Saving Grace. Yay. Now, eight of the top ten have got Craig Scanlon and Steve Hanley on guitar and bass. Yeah. Mm. 
So that's pretty convincing. Uh, and, you know, maybe there was something in something you said earlier on about when Bricks joined, it gave everybody a bit of a kick up the arse because the, I think the, the This Nation's Seven Grace, the number one, it was a second album she was on, I think. Yeah. Um, well, third, she's on Perverted a bit. Yeah, OK. Yeah. yeah. Although I have to say, I voted that as my favourite and I didn't realise until yesterday when I was compiling this top ten that two of the songs I really like aren't actually on the album. They're just on the, my tape version and my CD version. Oh. Rolling Danny oh. and Cruiser's Creek aren't actually officially on the album. Oh. But I still think it would be my favourite anyway. Oh, very good. That's quite exciting, isn't it? Yeah. Now, can I, just, uh, can I just, just stop you there, fellas? Oh. Uh, I don't know if, you, if you've noticed, um, but uh, this, this series of, of celebratory fall pods has notably not included any Guided by Voices song. Now, I'm a little bit put is, out by... Is that a good thing? A little bit put out by it, but, but fortunately... Have we done a full podcast without any Guided by Voices on? Well, Did they never cover Guided by Voices? No. Not yet. But, but I found a song by a, a Robert Pollard offshoot, uh, the band The Sunflower Logic, who uh, released just this, just this one album... Uh, called Clouds on the Polar Landscape. Uh, it's an album recorded with Pollard and his brother Jim, who is a non-musician. Uh, on, <laughs> credit- how, how very foolish. <laughs> <laughs> he's credited with guitar. I think he just plugged it in. Uh, and noise uh, on the album. Anyway, they, uh, they do a song which I like to believe is very much a tribute to the man of the hour, uh, the man whose birthday we are... For sixtieth birthday, we are celebrating. It could well be sixty first now, but uh, let's say, let's say sixtieth. Uh, your very own Mark Edward, uh, and this is the song "Fuck You, Mr. Smith." <laughs> Here we run 
not Invisible blind men cannot Coming back at your listener with more ignorance and music. Good night. Good night.